0: Dear Father, we come into thy house, uh, into thy presence like children, dear Father, that know they have nothing. We don't um, have anything that we can bring thee, dear Father, and we know that thou wilt supply. As a good father does, who provides for his children, you have provided so abundantly through Christ Jesus. And we know that Thou dost provide each day what is needful, what's necessary to sustain our lives and to to help us journey on that path towards Thee. So now in this afternoon, as we look to Thy Word, we ask for that blessing, the further inspiration of Thy Holy Spirit. We thank Thee for Thy faithfulness in times past. We prayer, We pray for those that are going through difficult times as... Uh, We know our loved ones that are in sickness, that are um, struggling, and we pray for them, dear Father. We lift them up to you. We're mindful of of Lily Vukov, too, and we ask that you would uh, be with her in in her situation and work the way that you only can. Thou who dost hold each of our lives in in thy hands, dost have a purpose and and a calling for each, dear Father. We pray that thou wouldst work in her life, too. We pray this in the name of Jesus, Amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the word of the Lord is open unto Colossians, Chapter Two. Colossians chapter 2. Let's start with the beginning. Chapter 2 of Colossians, verse 1. For I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily and ye are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of an holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands, having nourishment ministered and knit together, increaseth with the increase of God. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are ye subject to ordinances, touch not, taste not, handle not, which all are to perish with the using, after the commandments and doctrines of men, which things have indeed a show of wisdom in will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. I've read to the end of the chapter. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Brother Doug, I'm reminded of the comment you had this morning after the service, and we were talking about the the workings of of the wonder of the cross, of the crucifixion, and and how perfectly it was all planned, as we heard in the sermon. And Brother Doug said um, what amazes him also is the example and the life of those followers after, those that were in jail cells, that were shut up like Paul was. Um, I don't know if this is a prison epistle, um doesn't matter too much if this one is i know some of them were written definitely in prison but his comment was to the effect that the the um, the if i re- recollect it properly was that the testimony of those that followed after their their witness and their uh dedication their passion for the lord that was such an inspiration such an example that showed in so much it magnified in so much of a way that Uh, work on the cross it spread it that was the power of the gospel that's that caused the rapid spread in those just few years after the death of christ uh, and his his resurrection that spread the gospel and and throughout the roman empire and we see evidence of that here and we see (laughs) equally the 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 forces that are against it that are arrayed against this message of the cross this glorious gospel that uh that was committed to them that paul gave his life for that dedicated himself that many others did we see here this is part of the reason he's writing is that as the message of the gospel goes out as lives are changed and transformed equally there is an opposition the the wicked one does not sleep he he wasn't content to just throw in the towel as it were after the resurrection and say it's it's done i've lost now No, he still, and to this day, he still opposes. And that's part of the reason Paul is writing this letter. As he is perhaps constrained... Uh, physically, yet he is not constrained in the spirit. As he says, I, those that I, I haven't seen in my, that f- haven't seen me face to face, I haven't seen in my flesh, but yet I have a, such a strong longing for you. Uh, I have a, um, a great conflict, is the word he uses, not just a kind of nice feelings, but a real struggle in my soul. He, he loved the Lord Jesus, he loved those that were his followers, and as a result, He has a great conflict in his soul because he hears things. He hears what's going on. He hears those that are coming in to the church there that are actually the enemies of the cross of Christ. Another point, another passage he says, I tell you even now weeping that their God is their belly. Uh, um, So this, this concerned him greatly and it ought to concern us too. We should never have an attitude in our Christian walk of, it's all done now, I'm a Christian now, things are okay, I just gotta um, keep my hands clean, as it were, and and everything will be all right, and I'll have a good life. That's not the attitude of Apostle Paul, that's not the attitude of any of his followers of Jesus Christ, as they see the enemies that are are opposing him. Yes, definitely, you can, Paul could identify, and he did in his epistles, certain enemies, certain people that were opposed that he had to say, I've delivered such a one to Satan, and, and uh, um, I've uh, this one or that one, beware of that particular people he named. But I don't think for us, we need to identify particular people, particularly, um, all the time. I think we need to more identify those attitudes and those leanings within us and within those that we love. Who are also uh, uh, who, who claim the name of Christ that would lead us away from that simplicity that, that that power of the gospel as we read here this this chapter is full of warnings about about beguiling beware lest any man should beguile you with enticing words verse four you, know, you have everything you need in Christ, all of what you've been taught that first part of the chapter, that's what he really emphasizes. You've been, you know, as you've received him, this simple gospel message, the message we heard this morning, the power of the cross that that changes lives, that makes and forces a point of decision. As you've received that, that is what you need to hold on to. That's what you need to be rooted and built up and established in, not this other stuff. And he, and he goes into some detail about that in the second part of the chapter here. Things such as... Uh, a a worshipping of angels. So some kind of, um, I don't know the the background or the history here, I haven't read um, any of the historical, what this may have been, but just from reading the scripture here, I imagine it was people that wanted... um, wanted more to the package christ wasn't enough the, the 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 power that was displayed in the cross and the life that he'd lived it wasn't enough they wanted to kind of add another dimension as it were to this and maybe there's a, this angelic realm and we need to identify and pray to or 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 um honor these other spiritual beings i don't know i'm just speculating here that that was part of that but behind that i see a, it's a desire that christ isn't enough that that the power and the of the gospel of the of the gospel message isn't enough. We need to also acknowledge and worship and and um, intrude into those things which we have not seen, and in so doing, um, become puffed up. You know, I have this special knowledge. I have this hidden knowledge, and I can tell you, and I'm sure you have come across it too. Sometimes when you're talking with with another person who claims to believe in jesus christ and and then the conversation kind of takes this turn and you're like where is this going and you start to get an uneasiness as it departs further and further away from the simplicity of the gospel to something special i know some additional revelation or something um well you know have you considered this i think Oftentimes, I don't know exactly what to say or how to respond in situations like that where someone claims, well, did you know this or or this sort of conspiracy or that? I don't have that knowledge. It hasn't been revealed to me. But my response, especially after I've considered it and kind of turned it over, is to, to go back to this. How does this relate to the Lord Jesus Christ, my following of him, that example of the crucified Christ, the resurrected Christ? How does it relate to that? If it doesn't directly connect to it, I don't really care too much for it. It's not worth spending much time. Yes, there may be angelic beings, and there are definitely, the scripture gives examples of them, and and, and we get sometimes these windows that are opened, and we can see like uh, the archangel Michael or Gabriel in Daniel and other passages. There definitely is that realm, but it's not given to us to to, um, pry into or to intrude or to put so much weight on. What has been revealed to us is Christ Jesus. All of the wisdom we need, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. We, we've, we have all we need in Christ, and He is the great filter. I think any, anything new that comes up, even with this pandemic, any, and, 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 and the, what should our reaction be, or um, this concern are we being deceived? Some people are concerned about being deceived by, about the vaccine or this or that. The filter has always been, should always be Christ Jesus. How does this relate to my walk in him? My example, my testimony of him. That's the filter. And that's what he needs to remind of these Colossians and and the Laodiceans. That, another type of error that they were, were, uh, that was was causing a great conflict in his heart, that was giving him concern, was this kind of... um, I don't know what the proper term is, but this kind of uh, uh, spirituality of the flesh. (laughs) If I could, I don't know if that's a proper term. But this overemphasis on the things, the ordinances, the last three verses of the chapter here. The ordinances of touch not, taste not, handle not, as that is the important thing. As long as you do these, as long as you follow these rules, the physical rules of this is how we have to observe certain days or certain times, and we try to spiritualize what is ultimately flesh that will perish. These ordinances will perish with the using. There will come an end of them the the whatever commandments physical commandments he says touch not taste not handle not which are all to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men and overemphasis on on all these rules and missing the things that will not fade the things that will not perish Christ Jesus the riches that are hidden in him that the kindness the love the compassion missing those things in favor of these things which well-meaning individuals may say well we need to do this we need to do that the problem with that is that they're missing they're not holding the head they're not honoring christ in doing that wherefore if ye be dead with christ from the rudiments of the world which as though living in the world are, why as though living in the world are you subject to ordinances so i think at that time it was a strong push from the judaizers those that that were uh, jewish christians But as it were hadn't made the full switch or or didn't hold christ as enough thought no no you also need to keep the law you also need to observe this you need to keep the sabbath you know that's it's all here in the word of god but they missed the big picture they missed where christ was in all of this how he was the linchpin the 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 turning point of all history and it was like no no christ is going to be an add-on we'll have the old testament and we'll have this christ add-on and um, we will continue as we were and they missed the the vital importance of Christ who is all in all in him who dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily I think anytime anyone comes to us and wants to show us in some way that we are not complete in Christ I think that's also the warning that's the that's the the sign here back in verse 10 and ye are complete in him we are complete in Christ Jesus simply as we believe as we are transformed by his Holy Spirit that's enough that's sufficient anytime someone comes along and says there's this initial there's this additional thing that you need to be doing or saying or that you didn't know about if it does not relate to or tie into Christ and who he is his message I'm sorry it's, it's it's part of the dead world and the, and the, and the things that will pass away it is this continuing contest between the, the spirit and the flesh because those things that are additional this angelic worship or whatever you want to this additional spirituality or this spirituality of the flesh where we're going to going to uh, uh, look at these fleshly ordinances. Any of those additional things, they are the carnal man. Ultimately, that's what they're gratifying and they're going towards. And, and you can see it in time. Just the fruit of, of people that focus on that. Either it's a puffing up of themselves through a, I have this additional knowledge. I know more than you. I'm a I'm a better Christian than you are because I know these things. Or I'm a better Christian than you are because I keep X, Y, and Z. And it becomes a puffing up. And, a, and a, it's it doesn't fit with this the head who is supplying the body all the body with the joints and bands and nourishing them and knitting them together and increasing them there is so much more in the christian walk i realize as i get older and as my relationship with the lord jesus grows compared to as i think back those first first few weeks months years of my walk with christ and i look and i think i am thankful for the growth that he has supplied i, I see the the weaknesses and the, the things that are still not um fitted fully for his kingdom there is growth there is change in the christian walk um Anyone who has walked for some length of time with the Lord Jesus will acknowledge that, and will, will know that, but it all comes from the same place. It all comes from that same relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, the same ground that you're rooted in and that things spring up and out of. And that is the beauty of this, this continuity of the Christian life. That's another thing is, is I think if someone comes along and wants to sell you a new experience that you haven't experienced this yet in Christ Jesus, that could also be a warning sign to, to you. The way the Lord works is he works with what has been given to you, what you have already known and believed. And as you act on that, he reveals more. Reveals more about himself, ultimately. That's the, the, the wonder of it. Um, just who he is, uh, how much he cares for you, how much he is using other people. And I have to say, that's been our experience this, this past little while. As, as each step in this... Um, journey of our uh, our latest edition you realize the lord is revealing himself in every circumstance he is he's revealing new things about himself there is growth there is wonder but it's all from the same place of of being rooted and, and built up in that same faith in the same faith of the lord jesus that that's what is the rock i, I as i was sitting in the hospital can't help overhearing you know some of the other um couples and and stuff and and their, you know their decisions they're making or talking about the situation they're in with 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 their pregnancies or whatever and and you kind of realize after a while they all have this carefully constructed understanding of things carefully um uh, defined well if this happens we'll do this and and if this this is this will be our reaction it's a carefully kind of scripted and constructed uh uh, uh View of life and of their circumstances, and you realize how unstable it is. All it takes is one big bump to make it crack open, to, to make it fall apart, and the wheels fall off, and you have nothing. And I had to reflect you know, it's not that Kezia and I are uh, better people or, or we're good people or, or whatever it is, but I realized the rock that I'm founded. No matter what happens, no matter what happens with our baby, with with Kezia, with myself, with our other children, no matter what happens, we are established. We're built upon that rock of Jesus Christ. And that is so precious. That, that gives me such joy. I realize other people, they don't have that. That's why there is this looking for additional. I, I need additional things. i got to add other things in. What I have in Christ already I've received in him and what he will reveal to me as I love him more and more, as I, as I trust him more and more, Oh, the, the riches from that, That's, that satisfies my soul. We don't need anything additional. We don't need something more. May the Lord Jesus reveal to you where you're not fully satisfied with him, fully content with him. Because if you're fully content with him, if you're fully satisfied with him, you will not be beguiled. You won't be deceived. If someone comes along and tries to sell you something else. It won't work. as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. May the Lord bless his word and add anything that was missing. So this afternoon we read about Paul's great conflict. For those that were in Colossae, probably stemming from concerns about their being deceived or or, uh, being pulled away from Christ through some additional, quote-unquote, spirituality or or, uh, the Judaizers. But at the beginning of that passage there, he mentioned another group. For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea, another group of believers if you flip to Revelations and and read the message that Christ has for that church there was another danger for those again it's a different way of drifting from Christ those that had become lukewarm those that were no longer cold or hot their works were not cold or hot and there was a severe and a serious warning for them too so it's not enough for us to just avoid. or, or Be orthodox in our beliefs and, and we believe all the right things and correct We don't go too much this way you don't go too much that way We need to be hot too for the Lord and that I think is just a matter of proximity It's just a matter of being close enough to the Lord These Christians in Laodicea, they drifted because everything was good everything they were comfortable. They had a, had a good um, they were rich They weren't close anymore to the Lord Jesus so it's not enough just to to believe the correct things about him but as the brother pray, prayed in the prayer we want to be close with him we want to talk with him we want to share and as we do those things as we walk with him he reveals the works that we ought to be doing the way we should be sharing the love that we should be sharing with others um, thank the lord for his grace that that works in so many ways we don't even realize in the lives of those that are far from him and in the lives that are those that are close and and seeking to draw closer to him thank the lord for his grace that is still available today and still available to work and to reveal Uh, it all comes at the expense and from christ jesus what he did let's look to him as we uh, go forth in this week and conclude this service.